Everyone has an opinion and a way of doing things. I love the Cheetahs Mastermind, which is a membership model. People pay monthly and can cancel any time. But someone else might prefer running courses, or they might prefer to have a membership model that ties people in for a certain length of time. Now, I consciously made the decision to do things my way for various reasons. And in this episode, I'm checking in with you to make sure you're also making conscious decisions. So if you're ready to gain clarity on where to take your business or identify why you're struggling to decide, then keep listening. Welcome to the Upgrade Your Education Business podcast. I'm your host, Samantha. Thank you so much for tuning in today, and I hope that you find this episode useful. If you're new to this podcast, each week I share fluff-free, actionable ideas tailored to education businesses that you can mould to suit your needs. And finally, if you enjoy listening to the podcast, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review on iTunes or follow and subscribe on whichever platform you choose. Thank you once again for tuning in. We have so many ways to grow our businesses. We could sell resources, grow group classes, run masterminds, create self-study courses, sell live courses. The options really are endless. And in many ways, that makes it really hard to make clear decisions. What if you try something and it doesn't work? What if you choose the wrong thing? And often it ends in one of two places. It either paralyzes us and we need help with untangling our thoughts. In fact, many of my one-to-one clients use me for this purpose, to have someone to bounce ideas around with and help them focus. Or sometimes we end up offering too many things which confuse our potential clients. So if you're feeling confused or overwhelmed with possibilities, here are some things that might help. The first thing is to be really clear on how you want to work, what you want your life to look like. Once you know that, you can make sharp business decisions because you know exactly what your business needs to give you. I've packed a lot into that statement, so let's break it down. Ultimately, we choose to run businesses, but our reasons vary from person to person. That means that what we want it to give us or need it to give us is different too. And to make matters more interesting, what we want out of our business can change over time. So start by thinking about how you want to work. A while back, my husband and I decided that we wanted to break up the year by having some long weekends away. We haven't been very good at organising those, but it helped me decide that I wouldn't take any clients between Friday and Sunday. I decided that I didn't want to do admin. I wanted to work on developing my business instead. So that helped me make focused decisions on what I would automate, delegate and what kind of systems I needed. If you'd like more on that, where I share ideas for a range of budgets, then have a listen to episode six next. Now, you've probably seen or heard advice that tells you that you need to start by identifying your target audience. But I disagree. I think you should start by identifying what you want out of your business. Because as I mentioned earlier, there are so many things that could appeal to your target audience, but they won't all necessarily appeal to you. And if you don't start by prioritising what you want, you might accidentally fall into offering something that doesn't work for you in the long term. I'll give you an example of something that I had to work through recently and how this very concept helped me gain clarity. Two of my clients, completely independently from one another, suggested that I added on-the-go mentoring to what I offer. So people can contact me as and when they have a question and I can support them on the go instead of them needing to wait until our next booked session. 
Now, this was a really hard one for me to work through because it wasn't an idea that I came up with where I just had to decide whether it would work. It was something that actual clients were asking for. So I kind of felt a little bit of pressure. Now, I loved the idea, but I already welcomed people to ask questions in between sessions. I don't offer it as a formal paid service. It's just how I work. But I could feel that there was an idea in there, but I did have some reservations. As it is, I do get a lot of messages from clients or potential clients. And working with education business owners isn't all I do. I'm still a tutor. So the thought of formally asking people to pay for a service where they can contact me on the go felt a little overwhelming. After a lot of deliberation, I decided to keep things as they are, to welcome people to contact me because I want them to make progress instead of offering it as a formal paid service. And the thing that unlocked the decision was staying really clear on how I want to work and what I want each working day or week to look like. I've talked about it in previous episodes, but this is also what helped me decide whether or not to hire tutors into my business. And the same thing applies to ways to launch your business or ways to promote what you offer. A business expert might tell you that you need to set up a Facebook group and post every day and go live once a week. They might say that you need to have a lead magnet and set up email marketing. You might be told that you need to have a website. Now, you've probably heard me say this before, but everything works and nothing works. What if you just can't maintain a schedule of posting every day in a Facebook group? What if you don't have the budget right now to pay for an email marketing platform? You need to choose methods that are aligned with how you best work and what you can sustain. Otherwise, they simply won't work. Of course, you do need to consider your target audience because ultimately they're who you're doing things for. But you can find a compromise between what works for them and what works for you. Most of my clients come to me having already created a website and that works for them. But one of my clients who launched his tutoring business in 2020 never had a website. He still doesn't have one, but he has a thriving business that allowed him to resign from his full time job. So the moral of the story is that when it comes to your business, there's no one correct way of doing things. Everyone will have a different opinion or will give you different advice and it's often worth listening to. But I think it's important that you make decisions based on what you want out of your business, not what others tell you you should want. For instance, if you have a tutoring business but don't really want to teach groups, then don't. It's not the only way to grow. The second thing that will help you gain clarity on the direction you want to take your business is to be clear on the problem that you solve for your clients. Ultimately, every business solves a problem. It's kind of the definition of a business. If you can be really specific in defining what that problem is, it can serve as a touch point for you to make really clear decisions. For instance, the problem I solve through Upgrade Your Education Business is helping business owners find ways to launch, grow and scale on their terms. So that means that creating a formulaic course that runs people through fixed steps of what they need to do and how they need to do it doesn't actually solve that problem. I'm not giving them options so they can do things on their terms. Instead, I'm telling them what to do and only really giving them one choice. So if I created a course, it would have to be in the style of asking people the right questions and giving them ideas they can mould to suit them. And when I couple that with how I want to work and what kind of life I want to lead, delivering an intensive live course doesn't fit. So I know that it would have to be a self-study course. So you can see that deciding what you want out of your business and staying clear on the problem you want to solve can be combined to help you shape ideas and to make decisions. 
The third thing you can do, and this one will really help clear up any confusion or overwhelm that you feel, is to be selective about the support that you seek, whether it's paid or free. I started this episode by saying how everyone has different opinions or ways of doing things and often we're bombarded with lots of conflicting advice which just adds to the confusion. Here I am telling you that you don't necessarily need a website to start a business, unless of course your offering relies on one, but someone else might tell you that it's crucial regardless of your type of business. So when we seek support, whether it's looking for a coach, a course, or even which podcast to listen to, we're often attracted to people who have achieved what we want to achieve. Now, there's nothing wrong with that, but I don't think it should be the driving factor. For instance, I've never set up a tuition agency, but I currently have six agency clients that I work with. And the reason why we successfully work together is because our values match. I don't sell to schools, but I have clients who do. And it's because I'm all about helping people find their own way of doing things, so I rarely give them the same advice. And that's exactly what they want. They want a business that leans into their values and their preferred way of doing things. But if you prefer a straight line where someone tells you exactly what they did and you can follow that method, then I'm not the person for you. Not because I haven't set up an agency, but because my values don't match how you want to learn. So whether you're choosing which podcast to listen to or which course to invest in, think about how you'd like to learn and what your values are. And if you fill your world with people who are compatible with you on that level, their advice will resonate with you instead of confusing you. And the fourth thing that I actually advise people to do before they've even signed up their first client is to future proof. Now, we can't predict the future, so there's no watertight way of making decisions that are guaranteed to pay off forever but we can put things in place to make our future easier. For instance, something I say to all new business owners is to believe they're going to be really successful and to consider whether the way they're working now will still be manageable when their books are full. Now, when you analyse your business from this angle, it often highlights ways you can streamline processes and use technology to release some time. But going even deeper, it can also help you decide how to deliver services and or what kind of ideas to pursue. For instance, when I launched the Tutors Mastermind, I was at a stage where I didn't want to take on any more clients where I exchanged an hour of my time for a fee because while it was fine for then, it wasn't something that I could sustain in the long term. So I knew that whatever I chose to launch in my business from that point forward didn't necessarily need to give me a passive income, but it needed to be scalable. So when I was toying with different ideas, the mastermind made perfect sense. It allows me to support tutors in a way where they can also support one another, in a way where, as my numbers grow, my workload doesn't. And equally, that's what helped me scrap the idea of hiring tutors into my business. Although it was a way to grow my business, I didn't see it as a scalable option because as my numbers grew, my workload would grow too. So if you struggle to make decisions about where to take your business, or if you just want to audit whether things are going in the direction you want, here are the four things to consider. The first thing to consider is whether you're getting what you want out of your business, all the way down to whether it's enabling you to work the way you want to work, to live the way you want to live and so on. You might not be there yet, but as long as you're moving in that direction, then you can be confident that you're on the right track. The second thing is to be clear and focused on the specific problem you solve for your clients and to use that to steer what you offer and how you deliver your offers. 
The third thing that's important is to be selective about who you listen to and seek support from to avoid things from getting too noisy and confusing. I always suggest choosing people who are compatible with your values and how you like to learn over choosing people who have achieved what you want to achieve. And the fourth thing is to future-proof your business. Instead of thinking about works for you now, think about whether it will work for you, metaphorically, tomorrow. Are you working in a way that you can sustain if you get really busy with clients? So if my tips had you nodding your head, then instead of trying to work through them all in one go, maybe focus on one at a time, because many of them do need a bit of thinking time. And of course, if you want to bounce some ideas around, you're always welcome to reach out. In the meantime, have a great week and you'll hear from me next time. Would you like to take this discussion further? Perhaps you have some questions or you'd like more ideas on tailoring your business. If so, book a free discovery call through the link in the show notes.